what we've done is on a cell phone we've made available essentially everything you need in healthcare, and that is everyday care so I want to talk to a physician in 60 seconds 24 hours a day I touch my phone I want to schedule an appointment at a local health system I touch my phone Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators reimagining the future of health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. Last week, I came to you live from the floor of the Startup Health Festival, which was being held at Vive in Miami Beach. This week is another Vive special, as we bring you a main stage conversation between Glenn Tolman, CEO of Transcarent, and Unity Stokes, the president and co-founder here at Startup Health. In the conversation, which was held in front of a live audience, Tolman pulls back the curtain on what he's building at Transcarent and how it builds on the success he saw at Livongo. Tolman explains why healthcare is entering the era of big customer, not just big tech, and why if we want to make healthcare efficient and affordable, we have to completely rethink the process, not just make the current system work a little more smoothly. Stick around for the end of the interview where Tolman gives some practical wisdom to entrepreneurs and innovators who are earlier in their journey. Enjoy. Great to be here, Glenn. How are you? Um, I'm great. You, you may be wondering why I feel so super today, and it's not just because of the amazing block party last night with, with Wyclef Sean, but it's actually this gift you gave me. Oh, nice. Nice. Transparent socks. socks. We yeah. love that. That's yeah. a great start. So, uh, you know, you've been in healthcare IT for so many years, digital health for so many years, and coming off of your $19 billion merger with Lavongo, um, you've started a new company, Transcarent. Uh, what drove you to get back into the game, first of all, and then second of all, we've all heard of Transcarent, but what is Transcarent? Well, maybe I'll, um, I'll answer those in reverse order. Okay. Um, so Transcarent, the idea behind Transcarent was creating a new, different, and better health and care experience that puts people back in charge of their care. And what does that really mean? So what we've done is, on a cell phone, we've made available essentially everything you need in healthcare. And that is everyday care. So I want to talk to a physician in 60 seconds, 24 hours a day, I touch my phone. I want to schedule an appointment at a local health system, I touch my phone. Um, that's number one. Number two is, you know, looking for basically what we do every day, and that is prescriptions. So I want to know that someone's watching and telling me if I can get prescriptions at a lower cost, that I can get that on my phone, I'll be notified. And we're working, among others, with Walmart on that to get everyday low prices to everybody who uses Transparent. Number three, if you need surgery, let's make sure you need it. And if you need it, we'll get you a second opinion at no cost. And then we get it at a high quality health system. Number four is moving care at home that's done in the hospital. And last but not least, if you're unfortunate to have to deal with a complex situation like cancer, we wanna make sure you're getting the best, most up-to-date care. And of course, we'll talk about the cancer moonshot, I'm yeah, sure, but, yeah. but all of that easily accessible because you know if you think about it if you survey people today what they say is healthcare is more complex more confusing more costly than ever before and it's getting worse 
And so think about that. And that's what we all do. We've all spent years. And instead of fixing the system, then what we tried to do is band-aid it. And we went out and we built a whole other industry called navigators to help us navigate a broken system. But it's pretty clear that hasn't worked because ask people, do you love your healthcare? Is it working? So we created, and this gets back to your first question, so Livongo showed us that we could empower people with chronic conditions like diabetes and other conditions to live better and healthier lives. And we were able to do it using digital technology. And when I left, a lot of our, those large self-insured employers came to me and said, can you do what you did at Livongo for the rest of healthcare? And you know, I just knew we weren't done yet. And so, you know, I wasn't going to go and sit on a beach. So oh. I said, let's go. We're, we're happy to let's have you uh, in the game always. Um, you know, you mentioned Walmart, and, and you've really been a leading voice with this concept of health consumerism. And as you kind of mentioned, we've, we're seeing Amazon, uh, Walmarts of the world really focus on health consumerism for, first of all, their employees but also the, the general public. Um, maybe dig a little deeper into that. How do you see health consumerism evolving? And then how do the traditional companies um, need to be thinking about this, this change? Sure. Well, it's a big question. And you know, I like to call it consumers in charge. We're in charge of every other piece of our life. And in fact, if you look at the industries that have done so well, Travelocity eliminated the travel agent, put us in charge 24 hours a day. You get all the information you need, unbiased information, trusted guidance, and then it's easy to book a ticket. You can have that right on your phone. Or you go to Airbnb, or you go to Uber, or you go to Spotify and personalize, and on and on, and all these companies, billions of dollars, and except in healthcare, where it's gotten more complex, more friction, who out in the audience today hasn't received a bill that says, this is not a bill? Think about that. Right. How incredibly ridiculous is that? Yeah. It's not telling you what to do. Your question isn't, is it a bill or not? Your question is, what do I do with it? And instead, we say, it's not a bill. OK, well, that doesn't answer. Do I pay it? Do I read it? Do I throw it away? You know, and then it says, you may or may not be billed this amount. Really? Well, what does that mean? So we're trying to take that complexity out, put the consumer back in charge. And the great news is, you know, we've always had this question, is big tech coming to healthcare? Mm -hmm. And I think we've seen big tech hasn't been successful, but now we're seeing big customer. So the Walmarts of the world under, you know, Cheryl Pegas is doing a great job over there. And they're already serving 200 million people a week. Wow. Okay, and they figured out how to keep those people happy and satisfied and give them a good deal. Amazon, on the other hand, from a digital perspective, again, people love Amazon. And so now they're both coming into healthcare to say, we'll take on this problem because we'll make it easy. And again, I love, you know, you know somebody at Amazon said, we're just gonna make it as easy as everything else. You go to one place, you don't have to navigate this complex system. You just go there and we take care of your problem. You don't have to think. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you get the care you need. And that's really, again, what we're focused on on Transparent is how do we take all the hurdles out? And so what does the industry, you ask, what does the industry have to do? Well, 
we think there's only two important entities in our healthcare system. It's all of us as health consumers, and we're paying more and more of the bills anyway. The average health consumer pays about 40% now of the overall cost of their health care with premiums and right. co-pays and co-insurance and deductibles. And so we're already paying for a lot of it. So on one side, we have all of us health consumers and the companies that employ us. And on the other side, we have the health systems who deliver the care. Everything else in the middle, sorry, but it has to go away. Um, it just does. And that's what good technology, good system design does. And it's not about, can we figure out a way through it? No, we have, to, we have to simply make it easy. If you want to use Google, you don't go to another site and say, please take me to Google, you use Google. Right. Make it that easy. And we have all the pieces, now we have to put them together. Again, that's what we're doing at Transparent. Well, that's so great to hear. You know, I, how, how are you thinking about this new moment that we're in? Let's, let's think of this after COVID. I, I was uh, speaking with your partner, Lee Shapiro, uh, the other day here at the, at the conference. And um, <clears throat> I, I mentioned how, you know, I, I come out of the technology industry of the 90s and Netscape going uh, public was a, a seminal moment of, of kind of this new era of- Sadly, I remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> we're both that old. We're, th we're that old. And um, I feel like for digital health and health innovation, Livongo in some ways was this seminal moment. It, it was really an opportunity that reframed the future opportunity in, in so many ways. And now we've seen just the last two years with after COVID world, how are you thinking, what have you learned? How are you thinking about the future maybe differently in this, in this new landscape? Well, I, I think to, to kind of roll back the clock, Livongo demonstrated that digital technology and healthcare actually worked. So we were able to create an experience that people didn't just like, they loved. We were able to demonstrate and very clearly improved clinical results because we knew what someone's blood sugar was before they started, a month later, six months later, and 12 months later. So it was very measurable. And last but not least, we showed that we could do it for less money. So once we were able to prove that and then took the company public, it validated, frankly, a lot of our competitors and everybody else in the space, which was awesome. In fact, I, we received some calls from competitors that said, in going public and showing you could do this, you've done more for our company than we were able to do in the last six years. And we love that because it's no one company. We need to build an ecosystem. Yeah. And so that was, I think that was a first step. Then along comes COVID and a beautiful thing happens. We switch our entire healthcare experience to 100% digital and it worked. It didn't break down, it worked. So, you know, I give a lot of credit to telehealth companies and others who were there. And then now, and we'll say post COVID, we hope, we think, right. some of us know because we're not going back to masking, whatever where, place on the spectrum you are, um, we showed that we could move quickly, that we could make change rapidly, and that digital worked. Now we got to get it in balance. And, you know, we went to, it, you know, telehealth was three to 5%. Um, that was generally where the penetration was. And then along comes COVID and it goes essentially to 100%. And now we're settling it at somewhere between 30 and 50%. 
And, and I think that's true, and we're bringing in a lot more digital technologies. We found that in behavioral health, some people are more comfortable not sitting face-to-face, -face, but being online. There's no, you know, there's no stigma with going and sitting in a waiting room, and you, know, you can get treatment. And you know, the other thing that digital does is digital brings abundance, because you know, remember the days of encyclopedias, and then we had Google, um, and everybody anywhere in the world can get information. Well, that's how healthcare is going to be. You can get it 24 hours a day from a variety of sources, real time. So, so I think it showed us the promise of what we could do. And that may be when we look back at, at COVID, this period, 10 years from now, we're going to mourn the loss of life, which was tragic. We're going to, the economic damage, I think, as an economy will be a blip. Individually, there's been some terrible situations. And then lastly, I think the ongoing issue will be behavioral health that came out of COVID. But I think we'll say that was the time that the entire United States pivoted to digital. If you look at the use of money now, it's down 70%. Nobody's using coins and right, dollar bills right, anymore, sure. 70%. And you look not just in healthcare, but in every industry, we've gone much more digital. Mm. But we've done that in healthcare. So that's the promise. And I think what we've done is we've taken what would have taken 10 years and we've, we've pushed it into about two to three years. Now what we have to do is we have to make sure we don't retrench and say, okay, now we're done with that. Let's go back to every visit you have to see a doc. So we have to change the payment methodology and we have to change the design of the system. Remember when we first all received our first computers, if you all remember that, a lot of people, they had the computer and what did we do? What happened to paper use? It went way up. Right. Because everything you had on the computer, you printed out, you made more files than you ever had before. It took about 10 years to figure out, hey, we don't actually have to, we can trust that those files are really in the computer. Right. Um, so, so I think there's a very different um, opportunity now that we see, and now we have to blend digital in. You know, we don't talk about digital banking anymore. Right. It's just part of the equation. So digital's not a 100% solution, but as, as Lee Shapiro, my business partner from Sevenwire said, if, you know, you, if you're not here, if you're not a part of Startup Health, if you're not watching what's going on in digital, do that at your own peril because it is a part of our future. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And as, as you know, we're focused at Startup Health on achieving health moonshots. We don't think about it even as digital health or health tech or services or health IT. It's really about the solving the biggest health challenges of our time. Um, on, on Monday, we announced two new health moonshots. Uh, one, the diabetes moonshot and the Alzheimer's moonshot, um, which we're really, really excited about. And by the way, um, thank you for supporting our Moonshot Impact Fund as an investor. We're, we're really grateful of that. And I, what I'd love to know is, what's your personal health moonshot? What, you know, as you think about your journey, you've built so many legendary, extraordinary companies, one after the other in this sector. What are you striving for? So let's see. First, thank you for disclosing that I'm an investor, so all of this commercial I'm going to do, is, it's not paid or anything else. Um, 
And second, I didn't build those companies, but I was able to put together teams of incredible people who built the companies that I've been lucky enough to run and be a part of. Um, having said that, I think most, virtually anybody who knows me knows that diabetes has been an enormous focus of mine. And you know, that started with my son Sam, who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was 8. He's now 27, I better get that right, he, last time I got it wrong. And uh, he's doing fine, but it opened my eyes to how hard it was for people with any chronic condition to stay healthy. Our system makes it harder, not easier. So that was the moonshot there was to say, we have to find a cure, but until we do, we have to keep people healthy. And the first step started 10 years ago when we started work on the continuous glucose monitor. And today, there's probably no one in the audience who hasn't seen a commercial for you know Abbott or Dexcom and their CGMs. So that's really great. And then you're gonna hear from, you have a treat coming up because you're gonna hear from Dan talking about Civica. You know, a group of great people got together and said, we've gotta solve this problem on insulin. You know, in the last 10 years, the price of insulin has gone up 11% a year for 10 years in a row with essentially no new R&D. Um, you know, and frankly, that's, that's, that's criminal, sorry, yeah. it just is. And we have people in the United States who are rationing their insulin. And Civica made this incredible announcement to say, we're gonna drop the price something like 90%. We're gonna produce it at just enough to make sure that everybody can make a fair profit, because we're for that, and have insulin at $30 or less everybody can get it and that's step two so step one stop the 56,000 times my son had to prick his fingers to check his blood sugar 56,000 times stop that step two make insulin available for everyone and step three find a cure and what I'm excited about is the moonshot is saying we're not betting on one company we're going to fund you're going to fund a whole lot of companies in innovation to find the cure, and that's the next big step. And by the way, we've done it for hepatitis C, we've done it for a whole variety of other, other diseases and conditions, and we can do it here. We just need to focus, and I I'm, I'm, couldn't be more excited about what you're doing. We, we, we're, we're so excited, and we, we made our 400th investment on Friday um, in, in entrepreneur, uh, in what we call health transformers. I guess. Do you have a lesson or two for those just getting started today? Entrepreneurs, well, innovators, or even industry working to get started on a new wave of innovation? Yeah, I, you know, I, I like to say innovation begins by doing something. It's not by talking about it, it's not by meeting. And so my whole thing is just, just jump in, to steal a phrase, just do it. Jump in and start. And I was at a meeting this past weekend and, you know, and somebody, and I'm going to get the quote right, but it was a bunch of the folks who had climbed Everest, and one started Patagonia, and, and one started, um, uh, what's the other big company, North Face, and um, above one of their desks, they have a quote, and it says, uh, commit and then figure it out. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, uh, an old friend of mine, Jeff Sauls, used to say, we have to leap before we look. We have to get going. These problems, every day people die unnecessarily. Every single day, because we aren't moving fast enough. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I just have this sense of, we've gotta start, 
and we have to, there's a million barriers, a million reasons why not to do it. But as leaders, we have to go out there and say, we have to try something because what we're doing today, it isn't working. And it's not me saying that. Ask anybody, go home and ask your family, your significant others, your mothers and fathers, your sons and daughters. Our healthcare system is broken. So that's okay, it is what it is. I was a part of it, you were a part of it. Let's just fix it, but we gotta get started. And whether it's transparent, whether it's you know, startup health, what, get involved, you're here, so you're involved, but now take it back with a new energy. You know, my, my team always hates when I come back from these conferences, because I'm more revved up than ever. I was like, oh, you wouldn't believe what I saw and what we have to start doing and I always have this sense that we're not moving fast enough. So if there was one, there's plenty of intelligence out there. You've seen it throughout this conference. But you know, as an example, when Civica committed and said, got the factory built, we're ready to go, and we're gonna drive this change, I mean, that's transformational for everybody in America. Just being a little tiny part of that, that's amazing. And <clears throat> that's what we all have to do. Well, Glenn, thank you for your leadership and, and thank you for being an inspiration to so many entrepreneurs and, and for continuing to be an entrepreneur. I, I uh, hope there's more doctorpreneurs, entrepreneurs, anyone that wants to start something, build something, whether it's internally in the business you are or, or start something new. Um, we'd love to help you at Startup Health. And, and so thank you, Glenn, for well, everything. Thank you. you. This has been awesome. awesome. Thanks for the socks. Yeah. Those socks. Those socks will help you be much more productive. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers from around the world who are committed to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 380 companies, go to startuphealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Impact Fund in collaboration with AngelList, go to healthmoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week.